Hey guys, my name is BJ Lair. And I am Jed Burks. And we are the Big Red Junkies. We laugh, we drink, and we talk. All right, man. Well, let's kick it off. Uh-oh. Kick? Is that, like, part of special teams? <laughs> kicking? Dude, don't, what the fuck? Don't, we don't, get start, our, don't start saying kick. We get our field goals figured out last night, but Ugh. then all of a sudden we can't fucking get a, get a punt? Seriously? Let's go back on the punt, though. I will give mad props. Michigan State's punter was fucking sick. That last. He might have got himself an NFL job that last night. T- tonight. I mean, like, he might... Kick the Monday night game Jesus or maybe the night Christ. game tonight. Was, somebody might he pick was him up. Booming those kicks. Yeah, it was. And ridiculous. guess what? They all went straight and where they were supposed to instead of, you know, the opposite direction of coverage. I was gonna say that's straight is one thing. How about you kick it where the coach tells you to? You know what? I'd rather have a net seven yard punt that gets off the side of my foot than one that goes the opposite side of the field from the rest of my team. One hundred. So that I can give up. You know, the only the only score by the opposition in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 held them to 15 plays for 14 total yards in the second half. Our defense—I don't remember a defensive stand like that by our defense for a whole half. Michigan State had five possessions in the second half. Every single one of them was three and out. It's insane. It's insane. And 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 somehow our kicker lost us a game. Yeah, our punter lost us a fucking game. Yes. So. I guess I'll just say it right now, and I told you going into this that uh, I was just talking to my oldest son, and uh, I told I was rambling on about stuff like I typically do, and I told him that more than likely when he listens to this podcast episode, he's probably going to hear the same exact thing. So I did my statistical breakdown of this game. I haven't rewatched the game yet because I was tired, super busy, had a late night, morning, whatever. Uh, and also just didn't want to watch the game yet. Uh, I don't think I can rewatch it. I, w- I will tonight, but if you were to give me the PDF file of all the stats, whether it's the drive chart, the play-by-play chart, the, the st- all the stats, everything else, and take away every uh, knowledge of scoring, so don't, you know, you give me Adrian Martinez's stats, but you don't tell me if he threw any touchdown passes or ran anything in. Don't tell me any of that stuff. And I just look at the stats, whether it's penalties, uh, first down conversions, third down conversions, whatever. You look at this drive chart and the play-by-play charts and everything else, and you ask me what I think the score of this game is, and I say Nebraska wins by at least three scores. Yeah, it's it's oh, if, it's if an you show absolute me just the stats. I I think it's a total lopsided blowout. Yes, it's the score that I predicted. I completely agree. As crazy as you were for predicting that, but <laughs> yes, I completely agree. It, it's it's one of those anomalies that if you look at it, you just you just have to shake your head and be like, "What in the fuck are these guys doing?" And the thing is, that's a question that I don't know that they actually have the answers to. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I mean, just looking at I thought it was interesting. I really wish that this video picture that it looks like you posted in our Bigger Junkies Nation group last night that was just a shot from the TV. I wish that it just had the second and half stats and not overtime included. 
Because the total yards at 36 is actually 21 more yards than we allowed them yeah. in well, the second half. You know, I was going to say, if I got. But after, I, I feel like after that, part, I know you, it was 14 yards. Do you want to. It was 15 total plays okay. by Michigan State for 14, 14 yards yeah, yes. in the second half. I know yeah. that already. Um, it, 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 I, I felt like you instantly deflated the balloon the second that that run back happened. Yeah. There was no coming back from it. I don't think that there's anything that we even like. There, there's not even any talking about it anymore. Well, At this point, it's it, for me, and we are on very opposite ends of this. This has nothing to do with coaching, in my opinion. This is one hundred percent on the kids. Oh come on, man! One hundred percent on the kids. <laughs> you have one job to do, and that's to go out and punt the fucking ball. Why can't you do it? Why could you do it last week and the week before and the week before that? But now last night all of a sudden, you're it's it's like it's a fucking joke to them. It's like it's a joke to them. You have one job to do. The team's actually on so route you, to winning. So you're saying and you've got one job to do, don't fuck it up. So you're saying they're trying to fuck up. What what else can you point to at this point? They're not Okay, so what else can you point to at this point? Stop. They're, my big thing with what you just said was it's nothing to do with coaching. That's you can't say that. I know I'm being dramatic. I get it, but... I'm being dramatic, but at the same time, this is way more on the players than it is on the coaches. Bullshit. It is. Absolutely not. Give me a good reason why it's on the coaches. Because that's what they're there... Is the coach out there kicking the ball? No. Is the coach out there showing the punter how to properly kick the ball? No. Oh, because that's what they do in fucking elementary school. Yes. Punters have had kick-pass punt contests since I was in fourth grade. Here's my point. Why can I punt a ball straight? but... And I'm... Now, now you're changing the question. Now you're changing the question. I'm going back to what you said. Why is it not all on the players or mostly on the players? Because it's no, not. you're putting it all on the coaches. No, I'm not. That's not what I said at all. Okay, go ahead. I was going off of you saying it has nothing to do with the coaches and it's more on the players. Give it to me. Tell me why it's all coaching. I didn't say that because it's not all coaching. <laughs> it is, I, and this is going to probably sound like a cop out and a boring answer, but. I agree with, I listened to Matt Verzal this morning on uh, 1620 for the Husker Hangover. Um, and he said, literally, every single person, every single coach, head coach, assistant coach, coordinator, uh, analyst, every starter on the on player, every backup guy, every whatever, there is not a single person in that locker room that, does not shoulder equal amount of blame for exactly what's going on. There is not one side of this, whether it's player, coach, offense, defense, whatever else. It is completely equal for everybody to be, this is on me. And and that's exactly because the coaches need to be better as far as development. The coaches need to be better holding players accountable, not putting them in positions to continue to fuck up. If, if they're that bad at what they're doing, Frost likes to preach consistency in practice because, God forbid, you put the most talented players on the team during the games. But, cool, you want consistency in practice. If there's not consistency during the games, what the fuck are you doing? Practice leads into the games. If you cannot translate it to the games, it's also on coaching just as much as it is the players. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you've got it backwards. You want consistency in games. How are you expecting that somebody's going to be consistently performing in a game if they can't consistently perform in practice? I'm talking about accountability. Okay. Accountab- he's, he's not holding anybody accountable because he's not changing anything. What do you mean he's not changing anything? 
What, did, what, uh, does our play calling not look completely different than it did last year? Did our scheme not look completely different in the second half as it did the first half? What, what, There's adjustments. You talking There's about offense? On both sides of the ball. Both sides got better after halftime. Adjust, halftime yes. adjustments. Yes. Both sides got better. Yeah. That's coaching. Yeah. That is the coaches doing their job. The players, the, the kickers, the punters fucking up has nothing to do with coaching. That is straight up. You have one job to do. Go out there and do it. They're not doing it. We need somebody better. That's awesome. That's on the coach to go find somebody better. But if you don't have another person to put out there, how are you supposed to put another person out there? Develop them. In the 10 seconds that you knew from the last time that the, the punter was just fine last week, why the fuck is he fucked up this week? Well, we ran out two different punters last I understand night, so. that. But like two years ago, we went and found six kickers that could score points for us. Find somebody that can kick the fucking football on the soccer, the club soccer team like they did two years ago. Just find somebody that can kick the ball. You got to you gotta turn over every rock that you possibly can and I totally with what they're doing right now. You can't do that mid-game for a punter no, that well, just decided not, to shit the Not mid-game, but this isn't the first game that all this bullshit has happened. For the punting, it is. No, it's not. The punting costing us a game? Well, costing us a game, but I'm talking about the quality of what they're doing because the punter has not been good all year. I, I, I agree 100% recruiting-wise. That should be top of the list for next year. <laughs> We need a scholarship kicker and a scholarship punter, and I want to see them star ranked in the whole fucking thing. I don't know if they really do star rankings. <laughs> I don't for know kickers, if they do but... either. But <laughs> either way, dude, I am I, I'm sick and tired of it not being on the players and the individual. It is on players. the players. I it's a it's a total cop out to say it's on every single person from the water boys to the quarterback to the head coach to everything. That, but that's no, not untrue. true. It is true. It is untrue. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Do your fucking job. Yeah, that is everybody. Everybody. Individuals. Everybody individually individuals. needs to do their job. I can't do your job for you. You're right. I can only teach you and give you the tools to do it. You have to go out there and do it yourself. And the coaches need to put the best players in the best positions 100%. to do it. Was there a better punter that was on the sideline not allowed to play because of practice? I don't know, but you're also just talking about one individual game. I'm talking as a whole. I'm, we're, we're here to break down I understand that, that but game. Again, this, but my point is, this is a consistent problem that is not getting fixed and that's on the coaches if you keep going out and getting new guys if you keep going out and getting new guys and they come in and they fuck up the same way what are you what are you saying well I, do, do you think that they need to work better on ways to the technique of punting a ball do you think that they're going out and they're putting punters on scholarship because they don't know the technique of punting a ball i i well clearly i don't know that they know what the fuck they're doing down there i'm I'm being serious. I'm I, not asking for a, a sarcastic answer. I, I wasn't trying to be sarcastic. I, I get it. But you're tr you're still not giving the blame to the player. I, I, that's not true. I'm giving the blame to everybody. I don't care if it's a cop-out. Everybody shoulders blame. The defensive line doesn't shoulder the blame for that loss. No. They don't. None no. of the defense does, in I my opinion. I agree. Well, the secondary might a little bit, but secondary wasn't very good yesterday. It shocks me. I mean, other other than just being mad, I don't even know how to break down this game. Well, do you want to just go into the stat questions? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, dude, when I when I look at just head to head team stats in this, you look at first downs, we outgain them twenty six to twelve. Third down efficiency, we were seven of twenty. They were one of eleven. Yeah, that's amazing, amazing defensive third down efficiency. And again, five of those total were in the yards second half. Total yards, we kept him under 254. You thought that uh, what's there that Walker the third 
was going to maybe hit 250 by himself. No, I did not say 250. <laughs> well, said, I, the number was 150. Was no, the number was 150, and I took the Wasn't over. Didn't we start at 180? No. We brought it down? Oh, no. I thought we started at 180. Either way, I thought the way, A, we, we took him out of the game. Which oh, was, that, that's what I said, too. Yeah. I said that in the preview. I said, I feel like they're going to try and take him out of the game. And from the very first play, I was like, damn, if we can keep that going. That's well, awesome. The, the crazy <laughs> thing is, when I was looking up some stuff right before we started recording, is the fact that we only played four defensive linemen. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that, that And just, I'm going to go back on you. That's talking about putting your best players on the field. Yeah. No, but I, my point was, I thought that they were going to need a big rotation to be able to bottle oh, him yeah. up. Well, and and they and here's something else I'm going to say too about both lines. Uh, the The first half, the offensive line looked atrocious. By about midway of the third quarter, the offensive line was getting a way better push, and they were doing a lot better job protecting him. Well, they well, still let him get back there a couple more times. I'm not saying that, but it wasn't every play like it was in the first half. One of my big things was I thought. You, you go through the third quarter. I thought we were wearing them out because if you look that's at the, what it, that's exactly what I thought too. You look at the drive chart coming out of the third quarter. We had a fourteen play drive, then an eleven play drive, uh, and then we had a five play drive and an, another eleven play drive in the fourth quarter. I just thought we were starting to wear them down. Yeah, but then after that, it was three, four, two, and you know we just shot ourselves in the dicks, like we like to say. Well, it, that. Mass. I feel like we went out back and found the the biggest sledgehammer we could and swung it off of a cliff into our own dicks. Is what we did. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you, you you look at every single thing just on these stats. Take the score off the top yeah. of the page, yeah. and I'm like, this is a blowout. We out we out possession them 37 to 22. I mean, penalties wise, it ended up evening out. Did we have we had one we had penalty in the second half? Zero. Zero, zero penalties. Okay, in the second zero half. penalties. Second half. Um, Not even a false start. It was a. It was an extremely just from an uh, offensive play calling, extremely balanced game. We ran the ball forty nine times, threw it thirty six. We did the one stat that I was sad to see slip was the uh, the double digits on the yep. passing yards yep. per attempt. It was seven. But I mean, two. he still went twenty five for thirty six for seven point one. Seven point three was the uh, pass per attempt. Oh, I think for, just that, for that Adrian. Must be Adrian's, just yeah. for Adrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Did he even throw more than who Logan? Yeah, he, he, he three he, two passes. Two passes. Okay, yeah. cool. He was one of two. But I mean, we rushed the ball really well. Uh, Ramir Johnson looked great. You, you were talking about that. He looked. He looked really. He looked bell cowish. I yeah, would say. You, you texted me roughly the third quarter ish. Yeah. And said, start thinking about. And then Pop. the way it ended, I well, literally you, course, just yeah. like wanted to puke, and I, you, you, I didn't you, but, even do anything. But you told me start thinking about a possible player of the game, and I said at that time specifically, I said, well, obviously Adrian Martinez is in the running. Um, now, to be fair, Adrian did not have a very good game as far as as a whole, because like, he sailed so many passes. We had not seen him sail passes all this entire year. Granted, he's uh, done it bullshit. In past years. He did it in the Illinois game. I mean, the, I mean, I mean, as bad. many. I mean, as many. he didn't do it as like he did in this game because he was sailing it over six nine. Yeah, there's a little excitement down. going on. I think in some of what we were doing. And but I, I had, as far as player of the game, I had mentioned. I said the way this is going, I Ramir Johnson. I think at that time he had only had like maybe forty something yards. I said he, he he isn't lighting up the stat sheet, but he is running hard. Super hard. And with the way the offensive line was not blocking for anybody, 
he was getting the tough yards. He was getting tough first downs. He would get contact and get an extra yard or two. Ramir well, Johnson is looking really good. The thing that I thought was funny about him, which was tough for me when you said Ramir Johnson is the possible second guy behind Adrian, <laughs> he when he takes a second and he when it's when it's not an instant a dive play or whatever they call it now, yep. to where you instantly are hitting a hole and going. Where he when he actually takes a second and finds a hole himself, he's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's a called just go, he is running into the back of our own guys nonstop. Yeah. It's like, dude, are your eyes even open when you caught that ball? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening with you? But dude, he he averaged four four yards of carry. Yeah. We can't ask for more than that. No. Give him the ball more. Sweet. Especially awesome. for a guy that's under two twenty. Like we <laughs> constantly. And I do about. not believe for a second. If anybody's telling me that Step is not in the doghouse, oh yeah, yeah, he, he got one carry. Yeah, get the fuck out. He of only here. had I think four snaps. I think yeah, I was gonna say he was in for one series. Yeah, and we went three and out on that series. I'm pretty positive. I don't remember exactly the series, but I was good looking up his stat count or his snap count. Yeah, it was four snaps, one rush. Savion Morrison, I was confused why he didn't stay in the game a little bit longer. He what the couple times he was out there, I saw him throw some good blocks. I. I honestly, I really think that he wasn't out there as much because Ramir was just, he was on he a was roll. Doing well. you know, He was I, doing well. I think that they, I think the coaching staff want to, if if somebody's rolling, I think they want to stick with him. I'm going to give huge props to a dude that I talked a lot about preseason and then hadn't, he'd just kind of been a ghost for the first couple of games. Xavier Betts, man, he's looking like the real deal out there. If we would have been able to have him for the second half, maybe the score is Do different. Do you know what happened to him? They didn't say. He, he All Frost said after the after the game was he wasn't available in the second half. Jesus. So I don't know what's going on. He's not going to talk about it either, so whatever. No. Well, get into your, get into your stat questions. Well, I know. I, I'm just kind of like running down things here just because I'm – like I said, I'm just frustrated. I don't even even know what we want to break down on this. Uh, well, I, it's crazy. You know, I, this is just going to be a bitch fest as far as this the <laughs> one thing before I get before we get into the stats thing. So I I, I like to go on uh, the pro football focus and uh, look at the snap counts and what all the players did and how they graded out. Just for the offensive line. So Cam Jurgens one penalty that was the false start. Turner Cochran or Corcoran. Gave up two sacks, a quarterback hit, three hurries. Matt Sichterman, one sack, four hurries, one penalty. Trent Hickson, one sack, four hurries, one penalty. Bryce Benhart, three sacks, one quarterback hit, seven hurries, one penalty. And obviously as an offensive lineman, pass blocking is kind of a big deal. It's, it's pretty important. Uh, the grade that Bryce Benhart got for pass blocking, zero. Jesus Christ. What did I what did I post yesterday in the in the group though? I straight up said, yeah. "A, he looks like he needs to put on some weight. Yep. The kid looks like he's trimming up to try and go over to tight end." But d- dude, you're getting pushed around by guys that are three four inches shorter than you and yep. smaller than you. Put some fucking weight on and and, and keep a stance for fuck's sake. I don't sake. Even care if you put. I, I agree with you, but I don't even care if you put put weight on. Just be a dick. Yeah. Get mean. Quit being a baby about things. Yes. He was getting, this was the other thing that did frustrate me quite a bit yesterday. First half, I felt like, was extremely lopsided on the penalties. Um, there were multiple times I kept seeing him get abused with hands up under his under his face mask. There was a couple times I saw it was close. Like, they was like right well, I saw one the where chin, the dude but... literally had his face mask up in the air. Yeah. And there's no call and there's a ref standing there. You yeah. can watch the ref in the background staring at it. 
Uh, that's frustrating for me, but I that didn't dictate this game. No, absolutely not. I didn't feel like the offensive line, as poor as they played in the first half, dictated this game. No. Mostly because, in my opinion, they made up for it in the second half. Yes, after that, ret- uh, that punt return for a touchdown, I felt like the air went out of the building for us. It was yep. done. It was over. Adrian had no time then after that. like As soon no. as the offense was back out there, they they were just like, cool. Uh, there he is, guys. Go, go tackle him. Well, and somebody so, was somebody in one of my in one of my groups this morning was torching Adrian for his lack of clutch time. I'm so sick and tired like, of anybody. Well, they're like shit. he fumbled and then he fumbled the ball and then and then he he got sacked and he fumbled and then and then he got the interception in overtime. I'm like he had zero time to throw the ball after that punt return. Yeah, just go watch from the punt return to the end of the game, and you'd think the offensive line wasn't even on the field. No. Early. So, it's, you know, obviously penalties is our big thing, specifically on offense. So, offensively, we've had 21 penalties so far this year just on the offense. You want to take a guess at how many of them are false starts? Uh, I've, I Not all of them. All <laughs> but about four? It's, well, there's a little more than that, but uh, there's 11 false start penalties out of 21. So more- I figured it'd be higher than that, to be honest with you. I, I understand that because a lot of them have been back-to-back false start penalties, but yeah. yeah. It seems to be our new thing. Yeah. It's like, nah, I, I think I'd actually like 10 yards for that false start, please. But it's like, <laughs> so we've play, we played five games. We have 11 false start penalties. Yeah, two a game. Yep. What, what, like, so before we get into the stats things, I do. And there were one. four last night in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. But one other thing that is has been a hot topic uh, all night and then this into this morning. What do you think about keeping the two timeouts in our back pocket at the end of that game? Honestly, I said it to Matt. Matt goes, apparently we're just playing for overtime. Guys, don't play for overtime. I said, I actually don't mind it just because the team is so rattled right now after that butt return. Could- I said, I just, this is a good, give them the break, give them the time to calm down. Rally the troops on the sideline and get this thing fucking done in overtime because I didn't feel like our defense was going to let them move the ball in overtime. <laughs> then it didn't matter because they got the ball. What it what after the interception return? What were they on our twenty five? Our twenty? You mean like in that? overtime? Yeah. Well, that didn't matter because you just get the ball on the twenty five. It was all about whether or not he was going to get in the end zone. So that is kind of irrelevant. Either way, yeah. it was basically right. it was basically we needed to tackle him. That was it. Didn't matter where he ended up landing. Gotcha. But. I, I'm a little conflicted because Nebraska starts the uh, that that drive with 47 seconds left on the 20 yard line, and obviously they only need to get into field goal range. Granted, I understand field goal range for us is like maybe the one yard line, but I'm just saying. Uh, I, I did you listen to the post game press conference? No, okay. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so as so, it, actually, as soon as the interception happened in overtime, yeah. I walked. I went and took Wicked outside, and I had to walk away. I and I have not done anything other than look at some stats this morning, just because I was so sick about the end of that game. So obviously, Frost was asked about keeping the two timeouts, and he said uh, after. So the second play was a sack, and basically Frost said at that point in time when we got the sack because the first play was an 18 yard uh, play to Vokalek, which was a good play. Get a bunch of yards. You know, you, you get you get things going. You get clicking. He got out of bounds, stopped the clock, all those things. And then he got the sack, and Frost said uh, that at that point when we got the sack and there was like 
20-something seconds left, maybe 18 seconds left, and you had the two timeouts, he said, it seemed to me that there was more that could go wrong with the way that the offensive line had been playing those last couple of drives. There was more that could go wrong than right. So he was just like, let's just do this in overtime. There's a part, I understand, honestly, again, I'm, I might just be doing a cop-out kind of like earlier, but I do understand both sides of people being pissed off and also people understanding to just go into overtime and get it over with because maybe there was, with the way they were playing, more that could go wrong than what can go right. But at the end of the day, like, man, that just, one of his mottos coming into this job four years ago was no fear of failure. And you're standing there with two timeouts left at the 38-yard line, and all you need to do is get in field goal range to at least just try I get something. It. I do. I, I, I get that, too. Because Matt, Matt was sitting right there, and he's yeah. like, I just don't understand why you wouldn't at least attempt to get up. There. I'm like, dude, I, I was looking at the team, and like I said, the offensive line after that interception or that run back happened, yeah. it, it was as if they didn't exist. Bring out a whole new unit because yeah. these guys are fucking worthless. Um, that that to me was the big thing that was like, eh, I don't mind this. Just get yourselves reset for overtime. Yeah, and it is what it is. One way or the other, on that side of things, it is what it is. I, again, we'll get to the stats thing in a second, but I also just want to bring up, and I know I posted this uh, on our page, uh, us playing in overtime. Like, we have not scored a point in overtime. Since the 2014 Iowa game. That was a crazy thing for you to send. When you'd send that, I was like, what? We, we had, so 2015 Miami, one play, zero yards, interception. 2016 Wisconsin, four plays, two yards, turnover on downs. Well, game was over because we had to score a touchdown. But uh, 2017 Northwestern, four plays, minus two yards, downs. 2018 Northwestern, four plays, 14 yards, interception. 2019 Colorado, three plays, minus six yards, interception. Uh, or no, that was a missed field goal at the end of that one. But, and then obviously yesterday, three plays, seven yards, interception. So of the last six times we've gone into overtime, we've scored zero points. We ran 19 plays for 15 yards, four interceptions, Two went through four downs. 19 plays, 15 yards in the last six overtimes, zero points. I said it as soon as the overtime started. I was like, if we can score, it'll be our first points. And then all of a sudden the interception happens. Like, well, streak's still going. And granted, right. and I'm not blaming this coaching staff because obviously I said those years, that goes multiple coaches. But it's just like we got to get something going on overtime as well because we don't know what the fuck we're doing then well, either. And it, it, to speak to this coaching staff, it is insane <laughs> to me when you look at the stats just simply looking at one-score games. And the other yeah. stat that I thought was insane was when we were right about to put in that touchdown in the fourth quarter, um, they flashed up a thing that said this season in the fourth quarter, we had outscored our opponents 41-7. to Yeah. That's insane for a two and two, two and, team. Two and three team. Well, two, two and three, and three now, team. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But a two and two team, that tells you how far behind we are and how it's almost like, well, unless we're in crunch time and everything has to be done at the speed of light, it doesn't matter. My question about that is, and I've kind of always wondered this because it's always seemed like the teams that do really, really well in the two minute offense, 
I'm always kind of like, do we have a two minute offense? Do that more frequently. Do we have? We have a oh shit fourth quarter we're down by three scores offense, which looks a hell of a lot more like what he ran at UCF and is far more effective. Yep. I don't understand why we're not trying some of that stuff in the first half. Um, I I did think that the first half yesterday. I, I really felt pretty okay, minus the penalty side of things. I felt like the first half was exactly where we wanted to be, just from a standpoint of it was a knockdown, dragout defensive game yes. at that point. And we legitimately wore on them, and it looked evident to me. I agree. Until that punt return. Yeah. And that punt return was like, hey, man, this, 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 this balloon is filling up. We're starting to fly. We're starting to go. And all of a sudden, that punt, balloon, punt return was like, the, you know, it's like that gif of uh, what's his bucket, like old man, get off my lawn. And he's sitting over there and just pops it with, with the freaking gunshot from from left field. <laughs> and all of a sudden, boom, we're, we're crash landing on the ground and everybody's dead. Well, and, and, <laughs> it, and with that punt return, we there was a little heated debate between a couple of uh, people on our page about whether or not that it was the kick coverage went the wrong way or didn't see the ball or whatever. No, that was a directional kick that was not kicked in the direction that it was yeah. supposed to go. That's why all of the fucking players were on the other side of the field. Yes. I mean, Frost, Frost legit, he said it like multiple times. It was a kick that was supposed to go to the right, and it went 40 yards to the left. And I haven't gone to look at it yet, but from what I understand, Scott Van Pelt made fun of us on the Late Night Sports Center last oh, night really? for that. Like oh, yeah, the bad beats. Oh, I'm sure. We, we were on there for it. Well, yeah. the thing is, it was a three-point game. It was The final <laughs> spread yep. was three and a half. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had Nebraska. I ended up being okay there. But yeah. um, I am going to say this before we get into the stats. Yep. I don't think that this would be a bad time to take a scalp. And I think the one that needs to be taken is offensive line Greg Austin. Bye. Get out. Well, that that's he, he should not have been he should not be allowed back in the building tomorrow morning. So I said I, I think that there will be uh, I, I think there's going to be more than one by at the end of the season. Um, I understand. I don't want to wait. I, I know you don't want to wait, but they will. So from a, it doesn't I really get matter. that, but like, from a recruiting standpoint, I don't like that. No, I I, I again, it's kind of like the whole you know. There's a lot of people, especially right now after this game, fire Scott Frost, fire Scott Frost. Fuck I'm, that. No, I, I I think that's wrong. No, I. But my point is, I understand. I might agree that some people need to go, but they're just not. That's why uh, it's just not going to happen right now. So it's kind of irrelevant to just say fire him now. If I because, and I'm not just talking for us. I'm talking UC and Austin. They're just not going to do it in the middle of the season. So I'm not disagreeing with you, but that's just the way it goes. But one of the things that had been talked about coming into this game, and obviously after the game because of the way special teams is, I had heard a lot of people talking about how. Uh, well, they need to address special teams, and special teams, and Scott Frost needs to address. He has addressed special teams two times in his four years here. How many times does he get to address special teams before it's on him? Well, they have they have Mike Dawson listed. You and I have already gone through that. Yeah, but they have Mike Dawson listed as the special teams coordinator. Yeah, but everybody helps. I get it's that. It's kind of one of those he organizes. I get that. But why it, don't but, why don't we actually hire a special teams coordinator? All right. I don't He's calling the offense anyway. Who gives a fuck about having an official offensive coordinator? Yeah. Get a special teams coordinator. Frost, you're the offensive coordinator anyway. Do it. You've got offensive line. You've got off- you got your, your running backs. You've got your wide receivers coaches. Yep. Why do we need an official offensive coordinator? 
so if, that he if can you're tell the them guy. to do, and you're going to be the one calling the plays. Yeah. What's he really doing other than sitting up at the booth and telling you what he sees? But you can use an analyst for that. So after this season, especially if it continues in the direction that it looks like it might be going, unfortunately, uh, that's why I say I think I think it's going to be one of those situations. Frost is still going to be here, and it's basically going to be almost like Frank Solich before his last year, where you say, "Listen, we need to manipulate this coaching staff." as the assistants, figure out something new. We can't just keep this status quo. We have to change something. And if we don't, it's going to have to be you. And it's not going to be him, so they're going to... No, it's they're, not going to be They're going to have to change some assistants. I think the unfortunate assistants. thing we're going to see is it's going to be a bare cupboard for him to work with. And yeah. he's not going to be able to get people attracted to coming in here. Because um, with, with what we're seeing from the defense, Eric Shenander's going to be gone too, and it's not going to be by... Our choice, it's going to be by his choice because he's going to have his choice of jobs. Maybe. And even if he doesn't go for a head coach, he could be a defensive I, coordinator somewhere else. That's, what, that's yeah. what my point is. Yeah. Why would you want to stay and offer your defensive coordinator or offer your defensive prowess and the way you're building this defense to a team that, guys, I didn't even let him get a first down in the second half and you couldn't win the fucking tie ball game? Yeah. Come on! I, well, and the big thing also is how many guys are we losing on defense? Oh, it's going like, to be bad. I'd want to get the fuck out of here, too. Like. <laughs> Hit the bricks. So, anyway, let's go to the stats things. Not that we really want to talk about the stats because the stats are, I mean, the stats are beneficial. Stats are fantastic as long as you yeah. don't talk about the final score. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Jesus. Uh, Kenneth Walker, we had him at uh, 150 and a half yards. Obviously, Man, I was, was right under. as fuck on that one. Uh, so I owe you a shot. <laughs> I, I am big on that one. I was I was happy about that one. Uh, the, you know what's really funny? So I went back and looked at all the poll questions and how the results went for everybody voting on these poll questions. So we had eight questions. Four of them ended as ties. It was really weird. Really? The yeah. polls did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice Four that. Four of them ended as ties. So this one was a tie. I also found That's out for I... some reason you are able to vote more than one on those. Because no, yeah. I accidentally clicked multiple. <laughs> what do you... Like, you can say uh, the two or more and then the one. Like, oh, you can really? check more So, if one, there's yeah, more than weird. one option, because if there's just, just the two options, you can't pick more than one. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Oh. Maybe I'll have to not have more than one option or more oh, than well. two options the next time. But uh, obviously, I had the over, so I lost that one. Uh, Adrian Martinez, yards per attempt, 10. I lost that one. Yeah, we all did. Uh, well, no, the the people on the poll picked the under, so they got that one. Well, good call on them. Uh, if I can stop you there too quick, because I, I, I do want to address this, because I was hating on Adrian after the first two games. Mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. I was hating on him big. And you defended him, which I thought was odd, but you did. And you've been in defense of him so far this year. And I will say this to anybody, if you're thinking about, oh, well, this is Adrian's fault, this is on Adrian's game, like I talked about, somebody was saying that this morning. Yep. It didn't make any sense to me. Yes, he sailed some balls. Yes, he did some whatever. Here's here's a stat you can't you can't factor in a fifth game on. It doesn't matter how many games you're in. It's just a, a larger sample size to either go up or down. Yes, but QBR. If you're looking at just national rankings, he's twelfth. Yeah, there's eleven quarterbacks QBR, which is a an extremely complicated stat to try and break down. But overall quarterback rating, he's twelfth in the country. Well, and I think he went actually down because he was in the top 10 on yeah. a handful of different things. I think he was maybe actually it, ninth last week. Maybe it wasn't QBR, but just in a handful of different things, he was eighth 
you know, or t- at least in the top ten in a whole bunch of different categories. Well, there's there's so, a bunch of stats like total yards and touchdowns and things like that that yeah. people are like, oh, well, he's got an extra game. That's fucked up. QBR, I don't want to hear about it. That's well, an average. That, that's an average number assigned. But that's to also your game why I like the uh, yards per attempt. Like it, you could play two games, yeah. you could play one game, you could play seven games. Yards per, it's an average. Yeah. So yards per attempt is going to be yards per attempt. Th- those those sort of stats that are averages. Speaks to efficiency. I don't that's give a sh- it. Yeah, exactly. And hell, even yards per attempt. I don't know what he is. I didn't look up the updated things uh, t- this morning, but he was in the top ten on yards per attempt as well coming into yesterday's game. So for turnovers. With yeah. with an extra game for turnovers, he's only thirty yes. ninth in the country. Yeah, I mean it's well, then that and that's with an extra game, which hurts him. And, and I, I agree with you on anybody that's bagging on Adrian Martinez and putting this blame on him. First of all, the last two games he's played like a Heisman candidate. First of all, opinion. eat a bag of dicks if you think that, and just shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I so I went to uh, Oktoberfest at Crescent Moon uh, yesterday during the day. And I was sitting with some friends of ours, and uh, this other dude was there, and he actually made the comment that the entire team doesn't want to win. Like, that it was a want to. It's like, well, they want to. This is what I said. No, no, no. They want to. They're just not doing it. It's, it's, hell, it goes back to the press conference last week and what they said. They need to do, they, you, nobody can say they don't want to. Because they're not out there trying to lose. I totally get that, but it's just like the perennial loser that keeps getting, keeps getting, uh, going out, and uh, they've they've lost every good job they've ever gotten. Somehow they get the job. Somehow they're doing really, really well, and then all of a sudden the wheels fall off. And it has nothing to do with whether or not they're capable, whether or not they have the skill set, whether or not they've been taught properly. It's about their mental uncomfortability with success. And right now, these players are not comfortable with success. Well, they don't and so have success. As they, as they get to that precipice of, well, shit, this is a turning point. We're about to be there. And they fall back down the ladder because they're just not comfortable taking that next step. Well, at, at, at the very beginning of the season, I made the comment that there are three players on this team that have ever experienced a three-game winning streak at Nebraska. Yeah. And that was the first year in their program where they barely played, if at all. So... I mean, they, they don't know what success is. It's not that they don't, they can't experience, they don't even know what it is. So they can't even hold on to it. Yeah. Because they haven't experienced it. Uh, the typical one, punt return yards. Jesus. We went back well, to I the mean, negative. I was going to say, we, 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 we returned one this week for but a negative two. Minus one. Or minus one. So obviously that was under, uh, you had the over for some silly reason. Yep. I keep fucking that one up. <laughs> I honestly, I think I'm next week. I might lower that because I know we've kept it at fifteen and a half. I might just say fuck it. And, hell, I might. Yeah, be, but then you're gonna lower it, and then next week it's gonna be like 30. okay, we we actually <laughs> ran one back and we got ninety that time. I might be a dick and make it like the field goal one and make it like one point five for Jesus kick Christ. punt return yards. <laughs> Watch it still go under. Uh, speaking of that, made field goals one point five. Obviously, they went with the over. Matt called that over in the first half. He was he wrong about that, but he did get his over. He did. And I will say this. Culp looked good last night. He did. He did. He looked calm. He had a smile on his face after that first one. It was kind of like, oh, thank God. <laughs> when, when, when I was at, when I, I went to the bar for the game uh, up at the North Shore, and uh, it was funny when he kicked it. Like, man, the whole entire place went silent. And, like, half the people had their eyes closed. And then, and then when it went through, everybody's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. So much excitement for a fucking field goal. I know. Uh, Nebraska running backs yards per carry. 
Uh, we had it at 3.4. They ended at 4.0. So they did a lot better than uh, at least the number was, and better yeah. than what better than what they have been doing recently as well. So, well, like I said, Ramirez Johnson had a lot to do with that, but also the offensive line in the second half had a lot to do with yep. that. And, and we we both took the under on that one, so that wasn't very good. Yeah. Uh, what will be higher, wide receiver catches for Nebraska or tight ends and running backs catches? Wide receivers caught 23 passes, which probably would have been higher if Betts would have been able to play in the second half. Yeah, he was having a hell of a game. Yes, he was. Uh, and the tight ends and running backs had 13 catches, so obviously it was the wide receivers. Um, we did Neither one of us got that one right. We saw a lot more short-to-the-sticks stuff yes. in this game. Yeah. And that spoke to why Betts was having a good game. But I thought what I was impressed with with him was, A, his security of the ball, coming back to it, but then making that move. He put one dude, literally looked like he put him on ice skates mm-hmm. when he grabbed that ball. That was that was nice. Adrian had another move like that later yes, in the game, that too. touchdown. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that was. Uh, how many Nebraska guys will have 10-plus tackles? Ended up only being one with Reimer at 11. We had another guy at 9. Um, yeah. And we I, talked about that. I, I said Reimer for sure. And what, what you said JoJo, I think you? I think I took JoJo. Man, he's, he, who, who I was, felt like I saw him JoJo a lot with? in the game, but he only had four. Okay. I felt like I saw him. He was yeah. involved in a lot of stuff. But he like when I saw that he only had four total tackles, I was like, are you serious? Well, and, and that was one of my big things for this game was tackling. Yeah. And we had a lot of really good tackles in this game. Let, let me pull this I, up. I can't again. express enough how, like, I almost feel like we should do a second show later in the week once I've calmed down some about the disgustingness of the loss just to heap praise on the defense. I have not seen a Nebraska defensive game like that since Sue was here. Uh, I can't I'd, remember I'd have, I'd have to really kind of start thinking about that because, but... I mean, obviously, that was a decent defense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the last time that I can remember us being, like, truly dominant in a game defensively. Other than, oh, okay, other than some of the laydown games that we've played, the Fordhams of the world. So, Nebraska had 10 missed tackles in the game on defense. Six of them were from the secondary. Jesus. So, but again, that was one of the big things coming into this game that we talked about with Kenneth Walker. He He had almost 400 yards of uh, rushing yards after contact. Yeah. So that was one of the big reasons why we were able to bottle him up because we were able to tackle at the point of attack. Well, I, w- I want to touch, too, uh, real quick on just looking at tackles and another... Don't, don't touch without permission. Another guy <laughs> another guy that we've talked a lot about, him needing to just chill out and play the game and yes. be him. Yeah. He almost got that superstar moment he was looking for yes. last night, but he also almost missed that ball, and that would have been six going the other way. Yeah, absolutely. It was the same type of play that he's been burned on a couple times, got burned on against in Oklahoma. Which, by the way, we'll say his name, Cam Taylor Britt. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's 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 on the struggle bus right now. I don't Big know. Time. Just... Big time. Big uh, time. Last one was what will be higher, the top two Michigan State wide receivers and yards or the top two Nebraska wide receivers and yards. I forgot uh, about this one. The top two for Nebraska ended up being a 104, and Michigan State was 129, so Michigan yep. State got that one. Kind of was helped out by a couple, their couple they of They also only ones. had five guys catch a ball, yeah. which is crazy. I mean, to our – we had 
looks like 11 guys caught a ball for yeah. us. So that's that's the other thing that I think a lot of people aren't really understanding about Adrian playing the game. He is spreading the ball around. He is going through a lot of reads. It's He's an advanced quarterback in the system now. I think he has a very good shot. Based if, if he continues to play this way, regardless of how we win, if he if he continues to play the way he has the last two games, especially the rest of the season, he will get a shot. He will get a look at the NFL. Oh, look, yeah. I don't know that he's an NFL quarterback. I don't either. But neither is Lamar Jackson. Mm-mm. Well, you did win an MVP. <laughs> I mean, you can win an MVP and not be a, not be a real quarterback. I, I I always say that about Lamar. It's like maybe in, in the next three or four years, I'm going to stop saying he did win an MVP if he continues the way he is. But yeah. it was almost still only like two years ago or ish or whatever it was. Yeah. So he's still, it's still a little fresh. Like all the dust hasn't settled on that MVP trophy yet. <laughs> I get it. So I get it. He, there's also a reason the Ravens haven't paid him yet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't pay him until the very last second, and I would probably put it all contingent. You're not getting guaranteed money from me, man. No, God, no. Especially not the way he runs and how small he is. Yep. I don't really have anything else to break down on this game, man. I'm frustrated. I'm pissed. It's only Sunday, so I've got a little little getting over it. It's going to be a two- or three-day hangover after that loss. Uh, Yeah, it's it was – I listened to a couple of phone calls uh, on one of the post-game shows – uh, they were highly aggressive, understandably so. Um, this morning on Verzal's uh, show, there was a couple of them. Again, high, well, there was one guy that dropped a bomb uh, that they caught, but it was just funny because Verzal's <laughs> like, yeah, you can't say that on the air. <laughs> uh, there was also a tweet that he read of mine where I cussed on it, and Verzal's one of those uh, anchorman kind of guys where he's just going to read what's in front of him, <laughs> and he almost said it. He's like... Jed, you can't do that to me because you know I'm just going to read it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, so it'll be interesting to listen to uh, a lot of calls and emails into the shows tomorrow uh, and also see what comes off of the uh, press conference tomorrow. I'm kind of interested to hear about that and how. Uh, I still don't know if I'll be able to watch that one. Well, I, I'm going to watch the postgame one probably later today. But I, I just, I like I said, I was so sick about it. Other than looking at a couple stats this morning, I couldn't look at shit. So obviously you're a Patriots fan, so you know Bill Belichick. I told you I didn't want to bring this no, game I'm, up. Again. No, 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 no. I wasn't talking about the game. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Bill Belichick. Because for those who weren't paying attention this morning, I got to watch to rewatch last night's game today. Looking at stats between you know uh, Jameis Winston threw the ball for like 170 yards and four touchdowns, and Mac Jones had two 297 for one touchdown. It was the only touchdown of the game, and we lost by three scores. It's insane. I watched the same fucking game over again. There was a little bit cleaner on the uh, penalty side of things. But if you watch the post-game press conference later, Austin Allen is basically channeling his inner Bill Belichick. Oh, just on to the next one? At, at on le- to the next at one? At least that I can think of uh, three times. Didn't say on to the next one. You know, Bill Belichick, on to Cincinnati, yeah. on to Cincinnati. That's, that's kind of the joke one that he did that one press conference. He said, I think at least three times, maybe more, on to Northwestern. We're on to Northwestern. I will, I will put this prediction out there before our preview game on Thursday night that we'll record. Um, I feel bad for a bad Northwestern team next week. I think they're going to get hurt by us. That's I'm I'm calling that right now. That's fine. I, I certainly hope so. But again, this team, I can't trust them to do a goddamn thing. I'm with you. Also, the series between Northwestern and Nebraska is always a one-score game. So did you catch the Rutgers Michigan game at all? Did you watch any of that? I I will tell you that that game 
for us two weeks from now, looking forward to Michigan, um, that's going to look a lot like last night's game. It, it, it's going to be who fucks up the least. Absolutely. That's going to be who wins. Yes. Because Rutgers had a chance at that game. Yep. And that, well, that was one of the things that we also talked about going into this Michigan State game. This, because I, I believe that our rush defense, it wasn't terrible, but coming out of that Oklahoma game, it was kind of teetering, like where we could be either highly successful again or it could teeter into spiraling down. And with the rushing attack that Michigan State offered, yeah. That that was a good litmus test for what we're going to continue to see in the Big Ten, and well, especially and with Michigan coming up in in two weeks. That they be, were not able to efficiently run the ball against Rutgers. But what I'm saying is, us being able to do what we did yesterday against Michigan State gives me a lot of confidence uh, going up to the game against Michigan. Which, by the way, and you know this because about me, I cannot fucking wait for that Michigan game because that will officially be hate week for me because there's not a goddamn team in this conference <laughs> whether it's Iowa, Ohio State, Wisconsin, you name it. There's oh, not yeah. a, there's not a team in this conference that I hate more than In the Michigan. conference. Yeah. We're not leaving out Texas, but we're talking in well, conference. Well, Texas, Texas and Notre Dame wins all those, but <laughs> it, By uh, the way, fuck Notre, Michigan. Yeah. Okay, so the Notre Dame Wisconsin game, the final score was not indicative of how the game actually went. No. But at the same time, Wisconsin still looks very, very beatable. They do not look good. Well, spoiler alert, Graham Mertz uh, sucks. Like you said, <laughs> you've said that a couple times this I season. Did. Um, but I, I just looking forward to our schedule right now, just to end the show on a positive note, uh, I see Northwestern, very winnable game. I see Michigan, who will probably be ranked 12th, very winnable game. Purdue, winnable game. Ohio State's not great. Wisconsin, very winnable game. Iowa's probably going to piss pound us. Iowa looks good. Let, let me speak for everybody listening to you saying <laughs> Shut that. the fuck up. No, no, no. I'm not just, I'm not, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. But, I'm saying that's what you're going to say to me. Well, again, yes, but you're still pissed off about what happened yesterday. At what point can you look at any game and say game is winnable with this program, with what they do? No, oh, you're right. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you that those games are winnable because those teams aren't necessarily world beaters. But who the fuck are we? And that's a wrap. Follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Anchor. We do have a new skill on your Alexa. You can actually set us up as part of your daily briefing. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Big Red Junkies. And don't forget to join the Big Red Junkies Nation. It's a Facebook group where adults who aren't afraid to speak their mind and aren't afraid to hear other people's go other people go off <laughs> and get together and chat up Oscar football. Cheers, brother. Let's go do a shot. I'm in.